Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast. It's Roscoe here, your co-host, and thank you for joining us, as always, from wherever you are in this wonderful world. Today's episode is a recording from an Instagram Live that was conducted last week as part of a project called the Mental Mastery Golf TV. This is something uh, new that we're going to try and start to be a little bit more frequent with some live and also creating some YouTube content, and we've decided that we would also push this out for those of you that just enjoy listening as part of the podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast, and we look forward to seeing you, and thanks, as always, for joining us. Welcome to the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast by Dare to Dream, the show dedicated to fun, practical mental performance strategies for your golf game. Join mental performance coach Jamie Glazier and co-host Ross Flanagan as they discuss how to manage your mind in one of the craziest sports there is. We have a course on the Inside Golf Academy, which is my online learning hub. So if there's somewhere uh, that you, you know, it's somewhere that you can go to to begin to build your mental game. Um, so the Inside Golf Academy, uh, we have a course that's targeted the pre-round routine. And the guest that we have today uh, has signed up to that course. And I want to pick his brain around what he learned from that course, what he got from the course because I think the pre-round component uh, of performance is something that's neglected uh, quite a bit from golfers. And when I say neglected, we spend time warming up on the range, but we don't necessarily feel the benefit of that time spent on the first tee. So the pre-round routine course is about helping you to understand how can you uh, prepare yourself the morning of, the prior to your tee off, the pre-round warm-up, or even a day or two before the round, how can you prepare so that you get to the first tee being really comfortable and confident that you can start well? Um, so that's pretty much the, the focus point of the pre-round course and we're going to pick uh, our guest's brain today in regards to that. Now, the guest we've got on this morning is Liam Howlett. Now, Liam, I chose quite wisely to have as the first guest. Liam is a 13-year-old golfer from, uh, from Melbourne. I've worked with Liam for a couple of years. Um, probably one of the most mature, uh, emotionally intelligent 13-year-olds I've ever come across. So um, I know when Liam joins us in a minute, you're probably going to wonder if he is 13 or not, um, or whether his parents have... Uh, have signed the wrong document uh, at birth, but um, yeah, he's he's a super kid, and I really look forward to to getting him on. So Liam, if you're there, if you want to request to join, um, and we're going to kick off the first episode of the Mental Mastery Golf TV Show. So thank you all for joining. As I said, please uh, let me know if you have any questions at all, and we'll answer them along the way. So here is the request now. Liam's just got a brand new set of uh, tailor-made golf clubs as well, so you're going to be pretty pumped to get out on the golf course this weekend and uh, and play. Liam, morning. Yeah, mate. How are you? Good, how are you? Very well, thank you. Nice to see you repping the Dom as a party golf hat. Yeah, so I might shuck it off. Did, uh, did Dom pay you for that? No. No, no. I just... No, he well, didn't he pay me. He should. So, uh, no, mate, really uh, really appreciate you, you jumping on this morning and being a part of the first episode. Um it's uh, we've worked together for a number of years actually. I yeah. think it's would it be near on two and a half, three years? Around about that, yeah. Yeah. I think about it. Yeah, probably has been. Yeah. 
So when do you turn 14? Because as a 13-year-old, you're a lot bigger and, and more mature than most 13-year-olds. When do you turn 14? I turn 14 on Wednesday. Ah, there you go. That's why yeah. you don't look 13, because you're nearly 14. That's yeah, sort of okay. cheating. Yeah. That's sort of cheating. Yeah, um, yeah. Although... Still, still 13, no? Yeah, nearly 14. <laughs> Mate, I tell you, if I'm five days out from a birthday, I'll always go unders. I won't go overs. So uh, Yeah, sometimes so... I do that. Like, someone's asked me, like, at school, how, how old do you say 14? Just don't yeah, know yeah. why to say it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. great. That's great. Well, you know, as, as we, we spoke about yesterday before we got on this um you know, there's an element of client confidentiality that uh, that I'm always mindful of. But, um, you know, for you today in the discussion, um, I think it was, it might have been about a month or so ago or a little bit longer, uh, we, we were having a chat and you spoke to me a little bit about some of your pre-round routine patterns. Um, you just felt like there was some inconsistencies in your pre-round preparation and that sort of stuff. Can you just... I suppose, explain to us, describe to everyone, you know, what you were going through in your pre-round, what were some of your actions, uh, behaviours in your pre-round and, and, and what you felt when you got to the first team? Yeah, so before I did this Inside Academy program, I was really struggling with confidence. So if I've had really good rounds leading into an event, I'll feel confident. But then if I had one bad hole or a stretch of bad holes, I would be really flustered. Yeah. Um, and then on the range, we're just a bit, um, especially warming up, was just I'll have some parts, have a chip, hit some golf shots, hit like silly golf shots, I just hit balls. Yeah. And get loose. And then, yeah, especially on the courses when it really, it really made an impact. Yeah. Um, I was, if I didn't play well leading up to an event, I would really be nervous, really be, oh, gee, I better play well today and because, I don't know, like, this is a big event or I want to win this event or this event gets me to here, like, just stuff like that. And I was getting yep. really just uptight and not playing freedom golf. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's great. And I think that's a, you know, a pretty common pattern for a lot of, a lot of golfers before the round is, there's not a lot of purpose or not a lot of intent in their warm-up or if, you know, a lot of the purpose might be around I've got to fix my swing because I'm not hitting the ball the way I'd like. Um, and as you just said there, like, there's a lot of performance anxiety that, that us golfers, you know, experience, you know, the hour or two before a round of golf or even the day or two before a round of golf, depending upon the nature of the event. So yeah. generally it's that performance anxiety that actually – has a negative impact on our ability to play golf or hit hit balls on the range in our warm up the way we'd like. So, and then the performance anxiety we kick into sort of you know over dramatizing the issue and worrying yeah. about it and trying to fix it. Are you finding you were falling into that sort of pattern a little bit as well? Yeah, it was, it was more on the course. Like obviously warming up before the Inside Academy, I realised how bad it was. Yeah, but then just especially on the course, like I play an event that was a biggish event, maybe a local event, for example, and I might have been favourite to win, but yeah. I put that pressure myself. Oh, she's done it! I need to win. Or what if this other kid beats me? What will everybody else think if I lose or don't yeah. win? But then, yeah, doing the inside academy, I've learnt that it doesn't matter. You just got to have your own strategy and stick to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just really on the course, just. Like yep. any bad shot and knowing, oh, okay, here we go, here we go again. This could be a big hole. Yeah. Um, this could be a big round. If I don't get back, then I'll be worried about trying to hit good shots. 
And if yep. I hit a, have a bad hole, lead to a bad round and a bad tournament, if it's a multiple round event. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think for, you know, a lot of the listeners tuning in at the moment, um, I think we all have that same sort of issue. We all have that same struggle around um, worrying about the outcome, you know, worrying about our handicap being blown out or worrying about, you know, embarrassing ourselves with, with someone that we're playing with. So there is a lot of that. Uh, that was that was a big one for me. It was just embarrassing. Yeah. Like being a favourite to win and not doing it or yeah. Like someone like you beating me and all that stuff. That was really the big one. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great. And for the viewers out there, if, if anyone wants to comment on, um, I suppose some of the things that they might have felt or experienced in their pre-round warm-up over the past, you know, couple of months, um, whether it was you know confusion because you're trying to fix the swing and you just don't know what's uh, what's going on um yeah if anyone wants to put any comments in about some of the things that they experienced in the pre-round uh, that'd be great but um so when we had that discussion and i said to you look we've, we've got this this course it's focusing on the pre-round it really helps yeah. you to prepare or understand how to prepare and again whether that's a day or two before your round of golf or whether that is you know the hour or so before a round of golf to understand how to prepare so that you can get to the first tee feeling calm, feeling confident, and feeling in control. Um, when you signed up to the course and you started to do it, like what were some of the things that you learned from the course and what were some of the, the patterns that changed after you, you know, applied some of those strategies? Yes, yeah, so I had three main things I took out of it. The first one was just letting it flow. Try not to do anything drastic on the course. Don't try and change your swing. Don't yeah. try and... Do something stupid. Just have a strategy before your round. So, okay, this is what I'm doing every single hole, or like this, I'm doing this for this certain hole, and just sticking to that, letting it flow. If you have a bad hole, I've got strategies yep. in place where I can pull myself up, yeah, um, tell myself it's not okay what I just did, yep. and move on. Yeah, but in the past, I would have got uptight, scared, nervous, all these different things, which would yep. have led to an absolute disaster. Yeah, um, but. The second thing was just having belief. Yep. Um, I just I've got belief in the strategies that are going to work. I've been yep. doing great work with my um, coach Dom. Yep. Last, or well, once I once I've started when when I started working with him and yep. Well, I've now got to believe that it's going to work. It's going to make me shoot good scores. I'm going to have good scores. Um, and if I don't, that's fine. But then yep. just playing better golf. Yeah. And the yep. third thing was just being tad hard on yourself. So as I said at the start, like if you do something bad, pull yourself up on it. Yep. Don't just, oh, no, it's all right. It's all right. I had a triple there. Well, okay, it's yep. not okay. You had a triple there. Yeah. So you pull yourself up, realize what you did wrong, and then fix it yep. without trying to do too much. Yeah. So the main yep. three things I noticed, and then going yeah. into patterns warming up, Yeah. I've really noticed that my warm-up was more better, better, um, just more consistency, which led to just better results, like just warming up. I had a, I had stuff for the range, chipping green, putting green, um, which I added in with what Dom wanted me to do and as well as yep. what the Inside Academy program wanted me to do. Yeah. And then that's just led to better results. Yeah. Yeah. Better golf. Awesome. And... A couple of things, Casey, I'll get to your question or your response in a minute, mate. Thank you so much for that. Um, so 
the consistency. A, a, an interesting thing you said there about you, you know, now you're a little bit harder on yourself during a round of golf with certain, I suppose, unsatisfactory processes or things that you mm. didn't do well. Um, that might sound like something that might be an unproductive pattern for some of the listeners out there, but to give you a bit of context, um, yeah. with as what, what Liam just explained, Liam set up his own little blueprint for a good quality warm-up. As he said, with stuff that his, his, his coach wants him to do, Dom, myself, um, some of the stuff that's in the course, when we put like a, a, a recipe together for his pre-round warm-up, and he's very, very consistent with that, that creates this, and in, in the course we talk a lot about, you've got a purpose. There's a purpose to your actions and behaviours before you go out and play, and that purpose is to get you to the first tee thinking and ready to play great. That's the whole purpose of a warm-up. We have too much of this, let's just go out and see what happens, mindset and mentality in golf, and we almost wait to see how the first three or five holes play out before we start to trigger an expectation or a focus to, to move towards. So um, what Liam's saying there is he has created this purpose and this intent before the round, and he's getting to the first hole with a set of standards that he's trying to adhere to. And um, that is going to drive a completely different pattern of behaviour. So, Liam, quickly, like, did you used to fall into that pattern of let's just see how the round goes versus maybe now you've got a bit more purpose and, and commitment in the first few holes of a round? Yeah, Um yeah, before the inside came, it was just really like, if you hit a bad shot, it's okay. Yeah. Um, it, was just, it wasn't like I didn't care. It was just yeah. kind of like I didn't want to look like that person that was cracking the sads or throwing clubs. Which I, I'm, not, I'm not throwing clubs now. But I didn't yeah. want to look like that kid that always cracked it. Um, yeah. The knowing now, you're allowed to be angry with yourself if you're not doing something right. Because yep. um, it, it needs to hurt inside. If it's bad chip shot, you should get really close, but it's I don't know, 20 feet. Yeah. But you should know, okay, this is what you should be doing. This is yep. your, as you said before, recipe standards. Yep. If you haven't stuck to that, you need to punch yourself. Okay, like just yep. use a wristband, which is in the Inside Academy. Like use a wristband, flick it on yourself because you haven't stuck to the recipe yep. and that's not good enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, as before, as you said, like just before the round, before the Inside Academy, I was just doing horrible stuff. Yeah. And then now the Inside Academy, I've got these awesome stands that just make me play better golf. Yeah. And they're awesome, mate. And, and this goes a little bit. We, Roscoe and I did a podcast yesterday uh, about the tall poppy syndrome, about um, how in Australia, if, if someone, you know, talks himself up too much, yeah. uh, we, get, we get shot down a bit. I remember a call that we had with, with Dom and, and you and, and mum and dad. And, um, like, we almost had to we, – we sort of just had to stop dad for a second because he was just talking about not um, like not having not having too much of an expectation, um, you know, not, not talking about you in the breath of – you can be great. Like, you, you know, you're 13. I don't know what your handicap is at the moment, but you – you're developing quickly. You're a really good golfer, and it's okay to have high standards. Caleb, yeah. thanks for the comment, mate. Good to see you on here. Um, it's it's really okay to have high standards as long as 
there's not that negative emotional attachment to it. But as you said, it's, oh. it's okay to say, you know, geez, I can do better than that. Um, and the pre-round adds that purpose, adds that intent, and actually triggers that little bit of a higher standard. So for me, everything that we do has to result in a better quality outcome. Even though we talk yeah. a lot about processes over outcomes, which is, you know, healthy and true, everything has to lead to a better quality outcome. So have you noticed that your first three or four or five holes are better now or are they, are they still what's – the, what's the deal there? No, there's so much. It's so much better. Yeah. Um, so, for example, the clubbies last week, round one, yeah. I had a really great warm-up. Um, weather wasn't the best, let's just say that. Typical yeah. Ballarat weather. Um, yeah. But the first five holes, I had so much confidence. Like, through a whole round, through a round, I had confidence. But yeah. I had heaps of confidence in just starting off strong. Where in the yeah. past, I was like, oh, let's try and get – try and have a good start, but I knew that I could have a good start if I stuck to all these strategies and plans. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the example last week was, I think, I was one or two over through five um, yeah. off the back tees at Ballarat in really tough conditions. I was really proud of myself, even though I was one over. Yeah. I, was, I, had, I, had, a, I had a plan. I'm ready now to plan the night before. Okay, I'm doing this on this hole because it's going to be windy. I need to have a strategy. Yeah. Um, and so I stuck to that, and, yeah, that led to – really great start for the event yeah yeah that's awesome mate that's great and the, the the good thing i love about that is um when we have those processes and structures in place and you focus on executing those we we, we feel so good about it now i've got to interrupt myself i don't know what's going on here with these love hearts this is the first time i've seen these love hearts on the uh might, on might the, love you jamie i don't know what it is but they're fantastic anyway sorry um when we, when we stick to a process or, or execute something, um, that gives us so much more confidence and we feel so much better about ourselves. The outcome almost becomes irrelevant. You know, if we've yeah. got an uncomfortable tee shot, but we step up and we commit to it and we feel free and, and we just we execute the shot, it doesn't really matter where the ball goes. We actually feel so good within ourselves. So I think that's, yeah. the, that's the important <laughs> thing. Um, so I want to throw some stuff out there to the viewers. Just even, you know, put a hands up, put a thumbs up, whether you have fallen into the pattern in the past, whether you've fallen into that pattern of let's just see how the first three or five holes go. It's almost like you're giving power back to the golf gods and you'll just see what happens versus, okay, it's the first hole. I've got a clear purpose and intent over the next three to five holes. I'm going to, you know, put myself in a solid position, play well, control my processes, um, and, and, and control what you're doing, okay? So, Kimberly, thank you. Um, anyone else out there falling into that pattern of just seeing how the first few holes go? Um, I know it's something that I, I used to do a lot when I played at, at a pretty good level. Um, you know, I would just, uh, just wait and see what happened over those first three or five holes and then, you know, if, if I got lucky and I played well, I'd, I'd get some momentum and I'd, and I'd play nicely. Um, if I didn't, uh, then, you know, oh, who knows what would happen. So, um, Jazzy, thank you. Yes. Um, so, Liam, tell me, from a, from a pre-round preparation point of view, when does your pre-round start? And actually, let me, before I, before I get you to answer that, I'm going to go back to Casey's 
um, Casey's comment earlier. Let me just flick through here. Uh, this is an interesting one. I found myself attempting to force cuts off the tea at Q School, a result of anxiety around shot shapes. Not the best idea. So thanks, Casey. Um, it, what happens is that performance anxiety that we experience in a lot of rounds of golf before we go and play, that performance anxiety can create you know, a little bit of a different, uh, a, a different shot pattern. We may not have our complete swing. There may be a bit of tension, a bit of tightness. Yeah. Um, but if we understand that that's normal and to almost just let that anxiety, that performance anxiety just dull down, let it just go out of the system, might take 10 minutes where you might say to yourself, I'm going to hit balls for five or 10 minutes and I'm going to allow this little bit of anxiousness that I have around the round of golf just to, to, to get out of the system. I'm going to hit five minutes or 10 minutes of balls. I'm not going to react. I'm not going to try and fix things. I'm not going to pay any attention. I'm just going to just wait for myself to get comfortable. Then all of a sudden, you're not in that reactive mode. Um, you're not triggering or uh, enhancing the anxiety, which happens a lot. Um, so tell me, you know, with your with your pre-round stuff, when does that kick in? Are you doing anything a day or two before a round of golf to prepare your mind for that round of golf, or is it just the morning of? Um, it's more the morning of, but sometimes, actually every night before I play, I'll like mark my balls and make sure my stuff's ready. Yep. So that's where I'll be, the be on my golf ball, for believe. So that's kind of getting into that mode, but yep. it mainly gets in the morning of. So yep. I'll wake up, have Ricky get ready, the one I'm driving down to the club, that's when it really kicks in. Yep. Um, just getting ready, and then if it's a big event, there will be nerves, but then that's that's golf. It's a big event. There's going to be nerves. There's going to be times where you feel like you can't hit a golf ball. Like, just because you're so nervous or you're... Yeah. Yeah, you just get really nervous, but then if you just, yeah, stick to it, it's fine. But it's, it's yeah. basically more in the morning. In the morning of, great. Yeah. And I think that's... That's a really important thing for most of us golfers to understand is that I, I prefer to call it energy than, than, than nerves or, or, or yeah. performance anxiety. Just Oh, it's not nerves yeah. like I'm scared. It's just like exciting nerves. I don't know. That's kind yeah. of, well, it's, it's exciting when it happens. Yeah, and the term that we use is obviously the performance anxiety, but there yeah. doesn't necessarily need to be anxiety surrounding what we're about to do. Oh, this. No. Yeah. There's yeah. just this energy in the in the body that we're we're actually looking forward to what we're about to do and what we're about to do means something to us. That's why that's the term performance anxiety is what we're about to step into. Um, yeah, means a lot to us. As Caleb just said, perfect mate, eagerness to get going. You're yeah. you're just eager to to get out there and, and put things, you know, compete and um, put things into practice. You know, you might spend all week training, but you're training for this moment. So this moment's about to occur. There's always going to be an elevated heart rate. There's always going to be those butterflies in the stomach. Um, unfortunately, for a lot of people, we have a negative association to that state of physiology and that that's sort of how we feel. But if we can reframe that to more of a positive, so instead of nervous, I'm excited, but um, allow, you know, on the range, just allow five or ten minutes for that, energy just to diffuse a little bit come down so you can actually you know put some good swings on it start to get a little bit more comfortable and um and then from there start to prepare yourself for you know the the, the rounds you're about to play so if i said to you 
has anything changed in preparing yourself for the for the first three holes? Have you added anything into your recipe, pre-round recipe that is preparing you for those first three holes? Since I've done the Inside Academy. Yeah, just yeah, just since you've done yeah. the course and I've just kind of added that like belief commitment. Yeah. Just commit to a plan so when I'm playing on the tee, I have a plan. So yep. if it's a par four, hit a drive and hit a really good approach shot. Um, or I did a really good just hit an approach shot on the green. Yeah. But if I, but before, I'm just kind of like hit it, like just hit it and see what happens. Yeah. Um, yep. But now it's, yeah, as I said before, just that commitment and belief. Yeah. Just having more confidence over everything. And it yep. doesn't, it's not for just for the first three holes, it's for the, Last this is the whole 18. It's just yeah. having yeah. confidence and belief. Yeah, awesome, mate. Really narrowing your attention on what you want to do, mm. having that little bit of purpose to hit a good shot down the first, hit a good approach shot. Um, so you mentioned something before you write a B on your golf ball. Now, your name's Liam yeah. Howlett, I mean, yeah. unless you have a middle name, Ben. What's the B stand for? Well, I do write LH on it as well, but I put a yeah bigger B on the side of the ball um, just for belief. Yep. So every time I go to putt or hit hit a tee shot, I normally have to be like sitting up so I can see it. Yep. It's just to reinforce the belief inside my head. Yep. Um, just so I have belief and I can just say the word belief inside my head and yep. I also touch, like put my glove on. When I put yep. my glove on, I just say the word belief and touch it when I chip or putt. Yep. Yep. Um, just creates belief inside me that I can hit a great shot yep. um, without, you know, like, oh, no, believe in this and not, not believe. I can I can hit this shot. I can do this. Yeah, yeah. So that's your that's one of your big anchors during a round of golf, isn't it? Yeah. That, that you're trying to stick to just that belief because doubt is just a normal part of our psyche, normal part of golf. Um, so having, a, having an anchor and a trigger that helps you to just stay engaged with Having a good quality belief is, is is really really important, really powerful. Everyone's going to have a different anchor, um, yeah. whether it's commitment or, or whatever it might be. So really cool that you've not only found a, a big anchor for you, but actually have gone and done something, um, applied it in a way, whether it's on your glove or on your ball, and it's, it's something yeah. that you are continuing to engage during the round of golf. And I suppose that... Um, that seed is getting planted. I would imagine the night before, when you're marking the balls and you're, you're writing B on it, that's already starting to plant that seed of belief the night before, isn't it? Oh, it is for sure. Um, it's just really good, just preparing for it. Yeah. Just saying, okay, I'm going to believe tomorrow. That's when I'm right, marking the ball. I'm thinking about tomorrow. Yeah. And like how I'm going to play and. Yeah. What, I'm, what I want to do and enjoy it and yeah. just seeing like, the weather. So if it's raining, like we get yep. to play in the rain or if it's a great day, you get to play golf and awesome weather. Yeah. Just thinking about all the good things that will happen tomorrow when I write down the believe. Yeah, yeah. And you you generally mark the balls at night time? Oh, I don't have to, but I yep. generally do it just to get prepared for the day. Yeah. The next yep. day just so I'm not rushed. Yep. Sometimes we get a bit extra sleeping, so just use that. Yeah. yeah, no, fantastic. I mean, and interestingly, from a neurological point of view and from a, from a mind's point of view, 
they're doing some of these things at night time, especially the moments before we go to sleep. So whenever I get people to write a, a journal, um, I'll try and get them to write a journal late at night. Uh, and typically, you know, a confidence journal, especially where they're writing down some of the good things they did that day, if they can do it before they go to sleep, then what happens is the brain takes over and will keep reinforcing that during sleep. And I even, uh, this morning was a very interesting one. Um, it proved to me or showed to me again from a practicality point of view, the power of this. But this morning, I woke up at like four o'clock, had to go to the toilet. Um, and as I come back to bed, I just, it might've been a bit earlier than that. I had a look at, at, at my phone to see how Herbie was going in the Honda. Um, and I think when I, when I looked, he birdied two holes in a row and was two under for the day. And I was like, great, fine, phone off, go back to sleep. And what I'd actually, uh, I didn't realize this until later, but I had dreamed that he played a really, really good round of golf and had gotten to 10 under par after 36 holes, right? So that, that's fine. I, I, I didn't even, I didn't think it was a dream because I woke up and I checked the scoreboard again and I wanted to, I wanted to see where 10 under was sitting. And then I saw he was one under and I'm like, what? Like it took me, it took me about 20 seconds to go, what, what the hell? But then yeah. I realized that, that my brain had taken the two under, the two birdies that I saw and then, and then taken that down, you know, and created a, a dream. So that's what happens at nighttime when our brain is in that, in that uh, alpha state, that state of deep relaxation is whenever we can plant some information in there, the brain will automatically just take it and, and, and create, you know, uh, generally, if it's good quality information, a really good quality story. And that's, yeah. that's very powerful. And as I said, I, 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 you know, it showed me the power of that again this morning when I woke up in disbelief that he's, he's not at 10 under. Um, so it was, was quite a, quite well, he a, made, he made the cut. That's all that matters. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he, he did well. So it was, a, yeah. it was, um, yeah, it was, was quite an interesting, uh, interesting, uh, thing to experience, but, um, mate, really, really appreciate you jumping on. Um, Pleasure. I think, I think the discussion points around, you know, getting people to prepare to play really well and have a purpose and an intent. And you've got your recipe that you've, you're committing to. The consistency of that is really important because the consistency is what creates comfortability and confidence. When we're consistent and we know what to expect from ourselves, then we're going to diffuse doubt a lot uh, out on the golf course. And I think that's what you've you know, been, been able to experience and, um, you know, obviously are feeling the benefits for it. So uh, I really, really appreciate you jumping on, mate, and joining me. Um, I'm going to stay on for a couple of minutes and just answer any questions that anyone might have about the, the, the chat. Um, yeah. And, uh, mate, happy to stay on, or if you want to go, I know you've got golf. Yes, I know, a quick thing. Um, thanks very much for having me on. But also, if people are watching, it's very easy to jump on Insight academy program i was 13 i was able to do it pretty easy all you got to do is just log on um create a account and just get started it's pretty easy simple like that and well worth your time look at this guy look at this guy i haven't paid him a cent for this either by the way um gee whiz mate thank you so much you're a superstar um uh I, anyone watching give liam a follow he is uh Got a gorgeous golf swing, left-hander like me. Uh, that's about where the comparisons end because he's got a gorgeous golf swing. Um, what about Holly Munns as well? <laughs> Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. I think I think you've got to go. It's time to go. I think. But, um, 
Yeah, no, he, uh, mate, you're a superstar. So please give him a follow. He's, he's you know, got a really cool golfing journey ahead of him, uh, full of ups and downs. And, you know, he wants to be a great golfer. Um, so, um, uh, Tommy, yeah, he's, uh, he shows a lot of maturity for his age, that's for sure. And, and Dom, we've, we've, got to, we've got to sign this percentage contract now because this kid's going places. So, um, Caleb, I'm not, I promise I'm not paying him the cent. But, uh, mate, really appreciate it. Enjoy. Uh, round two of the club is out, out of Royal Melbourne today, I believe. No, nah, Ballarat, so like oh, Ballarat, beautiful, mate. Will you go and enjoy? Yeah. Hopefully the weather's good we'll down do. there. And, um, we'll look forward to catching up soon. Awesome, thank you. Thanks, mate. So, yeah, if anyone, if, if anyone has any questions in regards to, to, to the topic, the chat that we just had with Liam, uh, anything around the pre-round, what you guys and girls can do to just sharpen your pre-round, um, please hit me up with a question. Uh, I'll spend a couple more minutes on here. Uh, but, um, yeah, as I said, Liam's a, a really great young kid, um, works with Dom, and, and they've done some great work with his swing uh, and his mechanics over the past couple of months. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, we've got a new podcast coming out in the next sort of 24 to 48 hours, and, and, and we talk a lot about that tall poppy syndrome, that diffusing, that confident self-talk that, you know, it's something in this country, in Australia, that, that is, is, it happens way too often. Um, and, uh, you know, it's okay to say you hit a great shot or it's okay to say that you're doing really well or that you're bloody good. Um, so, yeah, so it's a, it, that podcast will be an interesting one to listen to. It'll be out in a couple of days. But um, as Liam said, at the Inside Golf Academy, there's a variety of different courses. Um, there is a free course, Mental Game Must Do. So a free course you can sign up to, uh, eight, eight lessons to build, uh, a solid foundation in your mental game. All you need to do is click the link in my bio. That'll take you to all the different um, things that I have going. Uh, Kirsty, I've looked at you inside Golf Cam. I'm not sure which course to start with. Um, okay, Kirsty, uh, can you give me a little bit of feedback in regards to how often you play, your handicap range, and what maybe what some of your goals are? If you could just flick me a few little things there. Um, it's always great to start with the free course, the mental game must-dos. Uh, that is a, a, just a, a free course, as I said, easy to, to, to get on. I think eight pretty short, sharp videos from you know 90 seconds to, to three or four minutes. And it just gives you a bit of an understanding about the mental game, about how to build a foundation, a little bit about some of my concepts. Um, there's the pre-round routine course, uh, the pre-shot routine course, in the in-round routine course, which I've done with, with Casey, uh, Casey Hardy, a client of mine, also give him a follow. He is a, uh, a really uh, great player, has uh, a fantastic Instagram account, um, uh, does some really great coaching stuff, so check him out. But it's 18 tips to managing in-round frustrations. So that's a really good course. Casey actually plays 18 holes and, and, and he, he debriefs and talks about his shots and then I come in at the end of each hole and, and give a bit of... Uh, I suppose, a bit of feedback on some of his language patterns and uh, some of the mindsets that he may have out on the course that impact his, his performance. So uh, that's a, a really cool course. Um, so, yeah, so there's a variety of different courses there. Uh, Kirsty, I'd, I'd probably say start with the mental game must-dos, but if you're pre-round pre or you're pre-shot, if there's something that's inconsistent about that uh, component of your game, um, then I would say sign up to that. And... Sarah, I've just seen Sarah join um, another one of the Inside Golf uh, enrollees. Sarah signed up to the pre-round course a few months back, and Sarah was a really good, really good player. I think had a handicap of five, had never shot a round better than three over at her club, 
and um, she enrolled in the, the pre-round course on the Thursday, had a stroke round event on the Saturday and, uh, and shot even par. So uh, just applied some of those pre-round routine strategies and yeah, really just, again, added some purpose, added some intent. Um, it's okay to go out there and focus on, hey, I want to play well, you know, I want to prepare my mind to hit good shots and focus on good shots. Um, so as I said, too many of us just have this wishy-washy mindset and focus, you know, heading into a round of golf where we just, uh, um, you know, we'll wait and see what happens. So, um, so Kirsty, yeah, I'd recommend, uh, you know, starting with a mental game must-dos course and then, uh, and then, you know, target what area of your game, whether it's pre-round, pre-shot or in-round, um, whether you sort of struggle with some frustrations during the round, like most of us golfers, um, there's some, some good stuff there. So um, any other questions, anyone, in regards to the pre-shot routine stuff or, um, or just, you know, anything with the mental game? Uh, love the free course. Joined PK last year as a beginner. Handicap dropped significantly. Now get freaked out that I can't play to my new handicap and follow a great round with a terrible one. Hmm. Okay, great. Expectation management is the big one. Um, so uh, I would probably say the pre-round course is a great starting point because we do talk a lot about expectation management in that course, Kirsty. So yeah, I would definitely probably crack into that one if you can. Great that you enjoyed the free course um, and great that you joined PK. It's uh, I've moved to the Gold Coast, still a member there hopefully heading back down there in about a month's time and I'm going to get a few rounds and I can't wait to get back to that place. It is, uh, it is a, gorgeous, uh, a gorgeous walk, that's for sure. So thank you for your questions, uh, Kirsty, as well. Um, hopefully I didn't call you Christy before. Um, but Kirsty, yeah, thank you so much for your questions. Um, so anyone, if you haven't got any more questions, um, I am going to uh, sign off. Thank you so much for joining me on the first episode of the Mental Mastery Golf TV. We're going to plan to have one of these every week uh, get a different um, a different student on to discuss, you know, their journey um, with uh, with the mental game, their journey with the course uh, that they signed up to, and we'll try and have different discussion points uh, each week so that we can really cover the different areas and different elements um, of the mental game. So, uh, my pleasure, Kirsty. No problem at all. You enjoy the weekend's golf at PK. Um, so yeah, if anyone, if you don't have any more questions, uh, thank you again. I really appreciate you, uh, you, you tuning in and, um, and look forward to, uh, look forward to sharing the next episode of the Mental Mastery Golf TV soon. Look out for the next podcast. Uh, that should be live in the next 24 to 48 hours. Keep an eye on Instagram here. I will share when that is out, but, um, thanks everyone. Appreciate uh, you jumping on and have a great weekend and we look forward to catching up with you again soon. Thanks for listening to the